0: This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're just going about your normal daily life. Waking up, catching the bus, or driving to work, watching TV with your family, and then heading off to bed. Then suddenly the ground underneath you, is gone. What you didn't know is that for thousands of years, water has been slowly eroding the rock beneath your feet. It's been gradually breaking down the molecular bonds holding the soft bedrock together and washing away the sediment. All that was left was a chasm underground, and that chasm got so large that it couldn't hold up its roof. The roof that was once the ground beneath your feet. So it collapsed in on itself, Taking you with it. This is a sinkhole. Terrifying, unexpected, and in some cases, deadly. This is what awaited one unsuspecting family in the small Florida town of Sefner. Around 11 p.m. one February night in 2013, Jeremy Bush was at home with his girlfriend, his infant daughter, his father in law, and his brother Jeff. Suddenly, Jeremy heard a terrible crash that he described sounded like a car crashing into the house. He heard screaming coming from the bedroom where 37-year-old Jeff was sleeping. Jeremy ran to Jeff's room and threw open the door, only to be confronted by something both unbelievable and absolutely horrifying. In the spot where his brother's room should have been was a gaping dark hole in the floor. It was about 20 feet across and 15 feet deep. Jeff was gone as was his bed and the furniture in his room. Jeremy was staring at a sinkhole. My name is Eric Crosby. Welcome to True. At the Bush home in Seffner, Florida, Jeremy didn't give a second thought to his own safety. He leapt into the cavernous hole in his brother's bedroom floor to try and rescue him. Frantically digging through the dirt with his bare hands, Jeremy desperately hoped he'd hear Jeff calling out for help. He told ABC Action News, quote, I thought I could hear him hollering for me to help him. I didn't see any part of him when I went in there. All I saw was his bed. I told my father-in-law to grab a shovel so I could start digging, and I, I just started digging, and started digging, and started digging... And started digging. Jeremy was focused on rescuing his brother. It wasn't until police arrived and a deputy pulled him out of the hole that Jeremy realized just how dire things were. The ground surrounding the hole continued to give way. The entire family, as well as their neighbors, had to evacuate the scene. Rescue workers were unable to enter the home. Given the sandy soil it had been built on, it was considered too unsafe. They used ground-penetrating radar to try and detect signs of life, and found that a large amount of water had pooled underneath the house, which made things extremely unstable. The only recovery efforts authorities could safely try was to lower listening equipment into the sinkhole to detect any possible noises from Jeff. However, there was nothing but silence. That was until the ground underneath the house started to give way for a second time. Rescuers escaped, but their equipment was sucked into the hole, which had now grown to 30 feet across and was 100 feet deep. This view straight into that uh, deep, dark hole and at Jeff Bush's final resting place. Uh, You will notice in parts of the video, an orange cord peaks up. Uh, That cord powered the listening device that engineers first lowered into the ground looking for any signs of life. As you know, they did not find any... Jeff's brother, Jeremy, told ABC News they kept a vigil. Quote, Just to get closure, I guess, make sure he's not dead, see if he's alive. But I know in my heart he's dead. But I just want to be here for him, because I love him. He was my brother, man. Unfortunately, the house was never deemed safe enough for authorities to restart the recovery operation. Despite running a series of tests, Engineers weren't able to say with certainty whether the ground was unstable, or confirm that no further collapses were imminent. The search for Jeff was called off a couple of days after he disappeared. Tragically, his body was never found. The house was demolished, a chain-link fence was erected around the site, and the sinkhole was filled with gravel. The hole was so big, it took four truckloads to complete the task, Geological experts were quick to state that deaths from haphazard sinkholes were definitely the exception, and not the rule. But sinkholes in Florida aren't uncommon due to the large amount of limestone. And they're more likely to form at the site of a previous sinkhole, which is why no one should have been surprised when in 2015, two years after Jeff's death, a 17-foot wide and 20-foot deep sinkhole opened up in the exact same spot. Thankfully this time, no one was injured. The Prefontaine family lived in the village of Saint-Jude, 50 miles northeast of Montreal, Quebec. The town, with a population of around 1,200 people, was a close community where everyone knew each other. On the evening of May 11, 2010, Richard, Lynn, and their two young daughters had settled in for the evening, curled up on the couch in the basement. As they were watching Game 6 of the Stanley Cup playoff match between hometown heroes, the Montreal Canadiens and the Pittsburgh Penguins, The earth opened up, and their house was consumed. A massive landslide had struck the area, creating an enormous sinkhole. It wasn't until dawn broke the next day that the residents of St. Jude saw the extent of the damage. The sinkhole covered an area larger than four football fields. It was 100 feet deep, 300 yards wide, and a third of a mile long. The mud swallowed three cars, a stretch of road, and collapsed a cliff that overlooked the Yamaska River, which was the site of the home of the Prefontaine family. Now, only the green roof was visible. It protruded from the muddy debris of the sinkhole, more than 100 feet from where the home originally stood. Town officials knew the region was prone to landslides, as the village itself was originally the site of an ancient clay seabed. This meant it wasn't particularly stable. It only takes a small amount of fresh water to liquefy the clay. Michel Bouchard, a geologist with the University of Montreal, said, This is an instantaneous thing. People inside the house didn't have time to react. There is nothing they could have done. The recovery effort went into full swing. For nearly a day, rescue personnel worked tirelessly digging through thick mud in their attempts to locate the four family members. Around two dozen St. Jude residents were temporarily evacuated, with authorities concerned that the ground could collapse further. The bodies of the Prefontaines were eventually found together, underneath nearly three feet of debris. They were found close to where they had been watching TV the night before. Some of them were still on the couch. The family's beloved golden retriever, named Foxy, survived the incident. He had been outside tied up to a tree when the sinkhole collapsed. Of course, sinkholes are not unique to North America. On the night of September 27, 2014, a hole opened up in the middle of the highway on the Crimean Peninsula in the Ukraine. It measured around 20 feet deep and 25 feet wide. It damaged the underground cables that supplied power to the area. As a result, parts of the road were completely unlit, except for the headlights of vehicles. A husband and wife and their three children were driving along the highway. Also in the car was a family friend and her two children. By the time the driver spotted the gaping hole and slammed on the brakes, it was too late. The car drove straight into the sinkhole killing six of the eight occupants instantly. It took over 40 rescue workers and 16 specialized vehicles to retrieve the bodies. Only the children of the family friend survived. They were rushed to the hospital with critical injuries and were placed in intensive care. The cause of the sinkhole was never determined. Story we're following tonight a large sinkhole has opened up on Highway 11. As a result, the highway has been reduced to a single lane of traffic. The sinkhole is near the 31 mile marker. Sinkholes are not discriminating when it comes to where they open up. They like the city as much as the countryside. Our next story saw a sinkhole open up in the middle of a metropolis during rush hour. On January 13, 2020, in the Chinese city of Xining, residents were making their way home during the afternoon rush hour. A bus pulled up to a stop in the middle of the city to pick up passengers. Had it not been for CCTV cameras rolling nearby, The entire incident may not have been captured. Something odd and imperceptible happened. A traffic sign briefly wobbled. It was not an exceptionally windy day. Then the bus, which had stopped, began to shake. Something was definitely amiss. But before anyone could wonder about the cause, the road and the sidewalk where unsuspecting passengers waited gave way. People ran from the scene in hysterics, in a desperate attempt to avoid being swallowed by the hole. Other bystanders did their best to drag screaming victims to safety. Local business owners tried to smash the bus windows to help passengers aboard escape. Some rescuers were even dragged into the hole themselves. The sinkhole rapidly grew to 32 feet in diameter. In a scene reminiscent of the Titanic disaster, the bus sank into the ground at a precarious angle. Adding to the drama, as the bus disappeared beneath the surface of the road, an explosion occurred. Bright flashes of light and flame erupted from the hole, accompanied by smoke billowing out of the ground. This was likely caused by electricity and gas lines being destroyed by the collapse. Dramatic video out of China captures the moment a passenger bus is swallowed up by a huge hole it suddenly appeared in the middle of the road. Things got worse when the collapse and explosion damaged water pipes, sending water pouring into the hole. It took 1,000 emergency workers and 30 rescue vehicles working through the night to free those still trapped. A crane was brought in to lift the bus out of the sinkhole. Despite the best efforts of rescue personnel, six people died and 16 more were injured in the disaster. China is no stranger to sinkholes, and there have been several deadly ones in recent years, many of them of the man-made variety. Construction and the rapid expansion of infrastructure in the country is a common culprit. Sinkholes don't have to have a human impact for them to be considered destructive. Sometimes, things can happen like a scene from an action movie that has to be seen to be believed. In 2014, muscle car aficionados everywhere wept a tear when a sinkhole destroyed a section of the National Corvette Museum in Bowling Green, Kentucky. The rare Corvettes, about 30 of them, all vintage or one of a kind, were housed in a section of the museum known as the Sky Dome. At around 5.30 on the morning of February 12th. The museum's CCTV cameras captured a 30-foot-deep and 40-foot-wide sinkhole suddenly open up in the middle of the showroom floor. I mean, this could have happened right in the middle of the day when people were there. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, you work at this museum, you're there every day. Did you ever see anything off, any kind of, I don't know, crack in the carpet, little tiny hairline crack in the concrete, anything? Or this just happened completely out of the blue? Completely out of the blue. We had no, uh, no indication. As the concrete collapsed, eight vehicles went with it, disappearing into the darkness and dirt. Some of the cars lost included a 1962 Tuxedo Black, a 2009 ZR1 Blue Devil, the 1992 1 millionth Corvette, the 2009 1.5 millionth Corvette, and a 1993 ZR1 Spider. The museum owned six of the vehicles, but two of the cars were on loan from General Motors. If any work of art got destroyed in in a fire or in any natural disaster, people would be heartbroken about that piece of art being lost, and it's the same way these are all one-of-a-kind, very special Corvettes. When the museum's employees arrived later that morning, the scene that confronted them was surreal. The once-pristine vehicles laid scattered in the dirt amongst large pieces of the showroom floor, as if a child had thrown their matchbox cars into the mud A drone was sent into the hole to fully document and assess the extent of the damage. If you love Corvettes, heads up, this might be tough to watch. Three weeks later, some of the vintage Corvettes were still languishing at the bottom of the hole. They could only be extracted once the museum's roof had been structurally reinforced. If you're a true Corvette fan or you live with one, that means you've been maintaining a kind of silent vigil for those eight beautiful one-of-a-kind collector's edition Corvettes that got swallowed by that angry sinkhole in, of all places, the Corvette Museum in Bowling Green, Kentucky. As engineers investigated the stability of the ground under the showroom, they discovered something remarkable. The museum had been constructed on the roof of an unknown underground cave. The cavern measured 220 feet long and 39 feet wide, with an average depth of 65 to 85 feet. It was part of a network of caves created when an underground river had eroded limestone, creating chasms. As repair work got underway, it was clear it was going to be a delicate operation. Engineers had to create stronger foundational support for the building installing support beams to a depth of 140 feet under the showroom floor, down to where the ground was stable. An incredible 4,000 tons of sand was then required to fill the void created by the sinkhole. On top of this, a concrete slab was laid one foot thick, which was then covered by a double layer of metal sheet pilings. It was not a cheap exercise. The bill came in at $3.2 million, Unlike many other sinkhole stories, this one has a happy ending. On behalf of muscle car enthusiasts everywhere, we are happy to report all is not lost. All eight vehicles were recovered, and three were fully restored. The showroom reopened 18 months later. The museum decided to capitalize on the misfortune by opening an exhibit dedicated to the freak event, called the Corvette Cave-In. Visitors could not only see the scale of what had occurred, and how the Sky Dome had been rebuilt, but experience the collapse through an interactive display. The extremely curious can even slip into a custom-built manhole to take a look at the cave underneath the floor of the showroom. Where did all the water go? That's what a family wants to know after the backyard swimming pool drained itself dry in a matter of minutes. A sinkhole opened up under their pools, sucking out all the water while children were swimming. This one outside of Detroit. It involves a massive sinkhole that opened up there on Christmas Eve. More than a dozen homes had to be evacuated, people running out with their Christmas gifts. in. A giant sinkhole has opened up in the Italian city of Naples, swallowing cars, road signs, and trees. The 20-meter-deep hole opened up at a car park outside a hospital... One woman got the ride of her life when a giant sinkhole ripped open a road and swallowed her entire car. Some high-tech equipment is now being brought in to determine just how big that sinkhole in Oxford, Nova Scotia is likely to get. It's heading toward a road and a gas station... Deaths from sinkholes are extremely rare. However, in the United States alone, 20% of the country is said to be situated on land that is more susceptible to sinkholes. States at risk include Alabama, Kentucky, Missouri, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Texas, and as we've heard, Florida. Granted, the sinkholes we see on the news often seem like the stuff of our worst nightmares. Thankfully though, many sinkholes don't open up as spontaneously as the media would have us believe. Still, it might be worth looking down every now and then. As always, a huge thanks for listening. I'll be back next week with another episode.